0: Um, I can't add anything before the original tracks, or at least I haven't figured it out yet. It's probably, it's probably there. I just, I'm not smart enough to figure it out. Um,
1: (laughs) what I was going to say was you could add the, the intro music as the original audio track and then add the other things.
0: Yeah. Add it first and then add the other things.
1: You could. Yeah. I could. Just an idea. Okay. I'm ready whenever you are. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's probably,
0: that's probably exactly how you do it. So (laughs) I'm just not smart enough to figure it out. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Real Talk. We are back after a one-week hiatus. I'm sure everyone will miss us dearly. Uh, I am here. I'm your host, Joseph Kaplan. I'm here with the pragmatic Peter Kosanovich. Hello there. And... Uh, Julie is unfortunately not able to join us this week, so she's dealing with some family issues. We wish her the best and hope that she is able to return to us and grace us with her presence next week. But this week, in the meantime, we are joined by Ben McDonald. Hello. Ben and myself, uh, along with a bunch of other people, we went to Cannes this uh, past week, which is why we did not record. Uh, We will be getting into that here on the pod later on well not even really later on but here in a bit uh we will also be talking about some of the trailers that came out uh in the last week to two weeks and then uh some more hollywood news because as always we are your one-stop shop for the latest and greatest hollywood news trailers and films so first things first we are going to talk about trailers uh Rather than talk about each trailer uh, like we usually do, we're just going to uh, hit on, mention a couple trailers that came out and then talk about one that we are each most excited about. Uh, so the big trailers that came out this week, we got uh, new trailers for Toy Story 4 uh, and Abominable, as well as Onward. So uh, a couple new uh, animated films that are upcoming. Uh, and we also got trailers for... Uh, Terminator Dark Fate, which is the new, uh, Terminator film, um, as well as The Goldfinch in Fabric and, uh, Rambo Last Blood, which is an, another Rambo movie because, you know, the for, we were all asking for more Rambo and we're getting it. Um,
1: <laughs> four wasn't enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, four <laughs> was. Say with Terminator, like what? This is like the sixth <laughs> film or something in this franchise? I don't know. I didn't even watch the last one, but, uh, yeah. Peter, which, uh, which of these films are you most excited for?
1: Uh, well, uh, I'm going to go with animated, but, uh, two, two of them, Story 4 and Onward are both Pixar. I'm most excited for Ab- uh, Abominable. That's the DreamWorks picture coming up. Um, but it's done in conjunction with their, uh, with their eight, with their Asia division. So it's, it's, um, uh, got a lot of influence and a lot of creative talent that's, um, Working out of uh, their, I believe it's their China-based studio, so that's that's pretty cool and has me excited.
0: Uh, also, a uh, quick little note: uh, we are not recording in our usual platform, so if we sound a little a uh, little fuzzy, uh, do forgive us because uh, Google is like trying to end the internet right now, and uh, we're making the best of it. Um, I am most hyped about uh, in fabric. Uh, which of course, it's me, so it's uh, your new A24 film that comes out uh, later on this year. Um, it's a film that has a killer dress uh, that it just it, it looks completely wild. and uh, we, when we just watched uh, films about where Army Hammer is fascinated with holes and uh, uh, Ben Whishaw and um, uh, Emily Be- Beacom become obsessed with plants, i want more weird things like that uh we're going to talk about those two films here in a bit but uh ben what are you most excited about
2: uh, i'm gonna have to go with the uh, tarantino even though you know that's like the classic film bro answer but um you know i actually delayed watching that for quite a bit because we were at and we were watching the premiere not the actual film but like you know the red carpet and all that but i just watched the trailer today it looks pretty good um it kind of uh, reminds me of all the reviews that are coming out about it, about it being too long and kind of like overly protracted. And I don't know, that sounds kind of fun to me. So, yeah,
1: <laughs> too long sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, long sounds fun. That we indulgent you... Tarantino is the best. So. <laughs> fair, fair, very fair. <laughs> yeah, that that's actually that's uh we're we're gonna use that as our flawless uh, transition into can uh, as I mentioned before. Uh, both Ben and myself were there. Uh, the first day that we got there, uh, which we got there um, more than halfway through the festival. We got there on like the Tuesday of the festival and our three days in Cannes accreditation program started on Thursday. And pretty much the first thing we did was we went and walked by the Lumiere and saw the, um, the premiere for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which to say it was star-studded stu- star is something of an understatement. Um, we had uh, Quentin Tarantino wave at us, uh, or at least you know in our direction. Um, we got to see Leo. We got to see Brad Pitt. We got to see Margot Robbie. We got to see Dakota and Elle Fanning. Um, uh, was it, uh, Eliza Gonzalez was there.
2: Um, do you remember any other stars? No, well, they they started playing the Godfather theme. Um, yeah, that's right. But then I never saw Al Pacino, so I don't know was up with that. But
0: yeah, yeah, they they, they played that, that Godfather theme for a while. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I I think the overall um, like from a from a thirty thousand feet perspective of can uh, everyone was talking about the once upon a time in Hollywood premiere uh, long after it happened, long after the film came and went. And of course, we never got the chance to see it because uh, Quentin, being Quentin and being allowed to do whatever he wants, only brought one copy of the film that came and left with him. So when he left, uh, there was no more. Uh, uh, Is that what happened? That that's that's how that's what I understood it as. That they he had one thirty-five millimeter print of the film uh, that came that like he traveled with Quentin Tarantino. That's uh, hilarious. Yeah. But, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That yeah. sounds
1: very Tarantino.
2: But. Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: like,
0: Peak Tarantino. Peak Tarantino. Yeah. Um. So we never got to see that. But to be honest with you, I wasn't really devastated by that. Uh. I had far more fun. Uh. I don't know about Ben. I. I don't want to speak for you. If you. If you were sad by not being able to see the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood pr- uh, film, but. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we got the chance to see, like, like if, if, if uh, Once Upon a Time had shown again – so, all right, back up. We had – we got to go to Cannes via uh, three days in Cannes accreditation program, uh, which w- allowed us into the festival for the final three days. And both of us specifically chose the final three days of the festival uh, so that we would be there for the last day of the festival when they would show – do the best of uh, run. Uh, all throughout uh, the, the play. And um, that, if, if Once Upon a Time in Hollywood had also been playing on the last day, we would have had to have queued for it for like six hours uh, in order to have any chance to see it, which meant we would not have had the chance to see something like Parasite, which won Palm to um or uh, Kant's Best of Show. Um, and, or, I mean, heck, we probably wouldn't have had a chance to even see like Pain and Glory. Or I wouldn't have had the chance to see *Pain and Glory*. Yeah, I didn't get to see it <laughs> <laughs> uh, at, at 8 a.m. that morning, because we would have had to have been queuing for once upon a time in Hollywood, you know, right away at nine or something, if for a 6 p.m. showing. Yeah, uh, that. So that's another segue. We'll talk about *Parasite* for a second. Um, both, both Ben and myself, Ben, uh, we we had *Parasite* in our top three films that we saw at Cannes. It was a universal winner. Uh, for *Palm De it's the latest from Bong Joon Ho, um, who has directed uh, films like *Snowpiercer*, *Mother*, and uh, *The Host* before uh, *Before Parasite*. And um, I describe *Parasite* as uh, it's the the crew of *It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia* minus the complete um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Uh, sy- psychopath personality, uh but like that vile kind of like willing to do whatever to get what they want. Uh kind of kind of personality meets um uh, meets shoplifters, uh which won Palm last it also, year.
2: It Go also kinda of reminded
0: quite
1: me of uh... the description. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, what are you gonna say, Ben? I was going to say it kind of reminded me of uh, us with like the socio-political themes uh, but yeah it's yes. kind of like shoplifters and that yeah. yeah I think that's a pretty good description
0: Yeah it's it's got all of this and it's like it's almost like a tale of two halves this film it's like the first half is this very comedic uh uh, like, uh mon- almost like a montage sequence of of these characters assimilating themselves with this upper class Korean family like one by one um and it's really funny. I mean, we're rolling on the floor laughing, uh, and then you get to the second half of the film, and it and the film takes a sharp right turn into the 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 dramatic. And there's one sequence in particular uh, where you could just you could hear the audible gasps in the theater uh, when like you it just it, it hits you like a freight train. Like we are not in a comedy anymore. We are in we are very much in a very tense drama of 10, like with, um, I'm trying not to, I don't want to give anything away.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's kind of like one of those movies that you definitely want to, um, go in as blind as possible. Yeah. I would hope, I would hope that most reviews don't spoil like even the basic plot because the first like 30 to 40 minutes are, they're just very exciting seeing what happens without knowing and it kind of gradually dawning on you, kind of like shoplifters in a way, if that's uh, what you meant by that connection. But yeah,
0: yeah. Well, the the, the sh- for me, the shoplifters comparison is more of the 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 downtrodden and the um, I mean the 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 family aspects of the uh, the family that we follow and, and that we're rooting for, quote unquote, in in Parasite um is feels very much okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very sure. similar to the family of shoplifters um, and yeah. And how they, uh, We'll it just it there. It's great. Parasite. Yes. Phenomenal. <laughs> Go see yes, it, it when wonderful. you have the chance to see it. It's it's, it'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It, it will make you do all the emotions. Um, yeah. A very, very well-made film. Definitely a crowd pleaser. Uh, makes complete sense that it won uh palmed or and it is the first South Korean film to win Palm, and it's also this is also the first time in the history of Cannes for that Asian films have won Palm de Or back to back. Uh, as Shoplifters last year was from Japan, right? Uh, Hirokazu yes. Koreeda, yeah, Japan. Yeah, um that's correct. So, lots lots of barriers being broken by Parasite winning, very very exciting. Uh, the Grand Prix winner went to Atlantique uh which was purchased by netflix though they have not announced a release date for the film yet um i we did not get the chance to see grand prix uh the Grand we did we did not get the chance to see atlantic uh did anybody in our group get
2: to see it i feel like someone did well there were a lot of people but i don't think so no one that i met like and talked to you a lot did yeah we we had a we
0: had a group. Uh, thanks thanks to Ben. Ben created a uh, a, a large group of uh, a, a Twitter chat of like twenty plus people, and we had people just kind of showing up here and there for a little while. Uh, they, but it, it made it, it made the festival far more enjoyable, uh, and it meant some people got to see some things, and other people uh, other people did not. Uh, one film that nobody in our group saw, and I can say for an absolute fact, is the film that one best director, uh, which was young Ahmed. Uh that's the uh the new dardenne film, which that was the four and a half hour film, right? Isn't that the l-
2: No, no, no. That was no. Uh, Mechtube. The Darden was actually the shortest in the competition, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I was <laughs> about well there, yeah there was one 4 hour darting yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> that that one film that was four and a half hours that, that one that one was really it was really funny watching the people that were in the lumiere for the premiere at uh like <laughs> comment on it on twitter of how like because they, they they did that as it's like a butt movie yeah <laughs> they did <laughs> they did it as like the nine o'clock uh screening or something or nine nine thirty p.m. screening and so the film's still going on it well past midnight and like people were just leaving because like <laughs> we have better things to do <laughs> <laughs> it's, a but- it's
2: literally just four hours of butts <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> but all right so now now i'm getting thrown off people people were upset uh about about young a Ama- young ahmed winning best director and i th- i thought it was because The director forced the main characters into sex scenes, but that I thought that was no,
2: no, no, no. yeah, (laughs) no. I'm mixing my I'm mixing my directors up now. (laughs) Yeah, no. Um, the the Darden was controversial because it was uh, it's about like Islamic extremism about a little French boy I want to say um that becomes a Islamic extremist and apparently they it wasn't exactly like disrespectful I guess but um. At least from the reviews I've read, it's kind of like the directors are talking out of their depth. But yeah, I was kind of interested in seeing it, but it sounds like uh, I shouldn't have. So <laughs> I guess it worked sounds out. like
1: that sounds that sounds kind of like a, an ironic win if it's like yeah okay one best director, but it, the director is definitely were out of their depth. That sounds uh, yeah yeah
2: it will. Yeah. It's an odd one. To there's me. always not, one. Not... There's always one weird director or prize that they give out that shouldn't have been awarded so fair
0: yeah though though this this year i feel like they you could add uh the winner for best actress to that list not not so much that they aren't good because they're good but the the film little joe uh emily emily beacom won uh best actress for little joe and that uh well, that was the last film that we watched, and we had we had a ball and a half watching it. But it was <laughs> we we were it was very much a like a cult esque, uh, uh, well horror film horror slash thriller. But it was it came off as a comedy because uh, it's I mean it's a plant. Lil Joe is a plant, and like people fall in love with this plant, and it's it's I mean it's it's fun. But a, Emily Emily Beacom didn't necessarily like when that film was done. I was not like, oh my god, that performance just blew me away. Whereas um, both performances in Portrait of a Lady on Fire, uh, those blew me away. Um, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, I, I don't have their names pulled up off the top of my head. But um, uh, Antonio Banderas won Best Actor for uh, Pain and Glory. Uh, which was the film that I got to see, uh, but Ben did not. And um, I, that, that was a film that when I got out of it, I was like, oh, this, this was good. Uh, it wasn't anything that, that blew me away. Uh, it was definitely a vehicle for Antonio Banderas to show off his acting ability. So it makes sense. Plus, he, he plays a famous uh, writer s- uh, slash director um so yeah he's play it's like film playing film so you get that kind of going with it so it makes sense to me at least that it won best actor um and he's good he's very good i and
1: it's, it's also a good uh pickup first for sony um kind of moving into award season later in the year
0: yeah yeah they uh i think this i was doing a little bit of research on this film before it it, it ran on a it's 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 been in works slash like already done for a while now and then they decided that they're gonna like, I guess they they, they were like we could either try and get it in the last second for the award season last year or hold it over to Cannes and then bust it in this year and that's what they decided to do. Um, I think that's probably smart. Yeah, yeah, it was probably smart rather than trying to release it at the end of December last year and hope that like uh, premiere it at uh, Palm Springs International Film Festival or something, um, but yeah and then uh also portrait of a lady on fire won best screenplay um that was my number one film uh that i saw at cam was uh, portrait of a lady on fire uh it's a phenomenal phenomenal film uh mesmerizing uh mesmeric filmmaking um from the director uh which now i have to say the name and i've been dreading this moment this entire time (laughs) you got it schema skyma I think it's uh, Celine
2: Shyama. Shyama, that's, right. that's right.
0: That's right. Shyama. Yeah, yeah. I remember it was it, the the C the S and the yeah. What Shyama? We'll we'll say. Uh, it, but it's incredible. There's there's one sequence in particular that's like that may very well be the single best scene I see in a film all year. I mean, it it was absolutely absolutely incredible uh, to watch unfold and. Yeah, again, those two performances from the leads are amazing. Um, and the story is is phenomenal, uh, heartbreaking, very, 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 very uh, heartbreaking to watch. Um, but, Ben, what was your favorite film uh, from, from our five days at
2: Cannes? <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to have to go with The Lighthouse. Um, yes. But Parasite is very close, but I really haven't seen anything as completely deranged as The Lighthouse in probably the last decade. I really doubt um, I'm going to see anything as crazy as it this year. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's bonkers. If you like uh, Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe, you won't see anything crazier by them, even in, like, um, I don't know, High Life for Robert Pattinson, or, like, even, like, the early Willem Dafoe with uh, Spider-Man. I mean, he's just completely beyond any point of reason or logic and it's wonderful <laughs> it's so
0: good it's so good that uh i i i figured you were going to say that because that's our our quick transition into um how the lighthouse won critics choice uh, critics award at uh, the director's fortnight uh which is the festival that takes place uh concurrently with can at can uh so let that one resonate with you for a second but uh uh, the Lighthouse was picked up by A24. It's not going to be released for another six months, probably. Um, it, it doesn't have a release date yet, but yeah, I second everything Ben said. It's an absolutely wild ride. A uh, lot, a lot, a lot of fun. And uh, definitely A24 seems to be making this uh, a vehicle for Pattison and Defoe to see if they can get some Oscar buzz. But um, They really deserve sure. it, but... yeah. yeah. They, it's not going to happen, but they deserve it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, that's our new Batman. He deserves everything.
0: <laughs> they, they, yeah, the hero we deserve. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I, we were talking about this a little bit before we recorded or started recording. Um, I, I, I agree with Ben. I do not I, – I see A24 trying to push the lighthouse as, as an awards vehicle – I don't see it landing because I think the film will be rather divisive amongst American audiences who have become so accustomed to dialogue and, and sequences being force-fed to you. They're, but,
2: they're definitely totally not ready.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Especially, we're, we'll talk about this in a bit. I, I watched uh, Godzilla over the weekend, and I was going insane over how, like, Everything was force-fed. Every little plot detail, that you couldn't see it, you you had to see it, then be told about it, and then see it again. You know, just to be sure that it really stuck with you. That whatever was happening on screen, I don't even remember most of it at this point. I saw it yesterday. Um, anyway, could kind of
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh. A- well, if uh the way I see it is, if uh if Tony Clut didn't even get a nomination last year, there's there's no chance because uh it just shows the academy isn't ready to do horror as a serious genre yet so yeah well I mean, at, the but... same, at
1: the same time the academy does have uh they do a bit of a soft spot for willem defoe um especially with kind of like the resurgence he's been making over the past about three years like early his career yep totally and then like past three years yep totally so like i he i think he stands a pretty good chance i think robert pattinson as amazing as he might have been and as like like steadily as he's been working to build his his resume post twilight um i i don't think he's quite earned that same uh love or affection of the academy um but i i i I wouldn't i wouldn't count willem defoe out i think he could stand a chance just based on people like him and it's a good
2: performance i think if uh robert pattinson did get a nomination it'd probably be for high life over this because that seems like kind of the Uh, more serious in the eyes of the Academy movie that they would take uh, more seriously for consideration.
0: Yeah, I will. uh, We'll have to wait and see. I, uh, I wish he would get nominated for this. I I have a feeling that both of these performances will, will be very close to my top performances of the year. Uh, As Tony Collier, performance from hereditary was my number one performance of 2018. Um, they might uh, the Academy might not be willing to take horror seriously, but I sure do. So I'm I'm the trendsetter here, guys. Uh yeah. <laughs> um anyway. <Someone> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um so other bits of news coming out of Cannes. Um Neon purchased both Portrait of a Lady on Fire as well as the Palm to winner parasite. Uh they announced release dates for both of them. Uh, Parasite is coming to America on uh, October 11th, and Portrait of a Lady on Fire is coming December 6th. Uh, obviously, they are gearing up for uh, awards campaigns on both of them. Uh, I would be beyond shocked if Parasite, at, at least Parasite, did not uh, get nominated for Best uh, Foreign Film at the uh, at the Oscars.
2: I, I mean, it's it. I just I, it definitely has a chance. Um. Because Shoplifters, I felt like, you know, the Academy doesn't really nominate Asian films a lot of the time, but they nominated Shoplifters probably because it got the palm. So I think it has a fairly good shot at being nominated this year. Yeah, for if sure. not winning, because I don't really see anything else coming out the rest of the year that be more of a crowd pleaser with the Academy than that.
1: In the Academy, they, they kind of have a bit of... Uh, Bong, Bong Joon-ho is, is enough of a name. Um, exactly. In, in the U.S., that, yeah. that I could I could see I could see the the yeah I could, I could see his name kind of pushing uh, it a little further like so yeah
2: like Alfonso Cuarón
1: yeah exactly
2: yeah
0: that's exactly what I was thinking there there's uh having having that name recognition already amongst established uh, uh, American filmgoers, it makes a big difference and uh, so that's that combined with the fact that it is very much. Of all the films that we saw, I felt like it was the most universally pleasing. Uh, the one that I, I don't know what kind of person could dislike *Parasite* uh, could go out of it being like, yeah, I didn't like any of that. Uh, so, uh, I, that all of that is why I think uh, I think it will at least be nominated uh, for um, for best foreign film. And Ben, you're right. I with there's no Roma lurking in the shadows. Right now, so I don't know. Not I, yet, but yeah, we'll see, not yet.
1: Uh, well, but it's also this one is also uh, like Roma was a Netflix release. So this is actually going to be a studio, uh, like in theaters release. So that that helps it a little bit even more.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll see about that because I think uh, Neon and Amazon are are in pretty tight. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, a lot of Neon films seem to be to get uh, simultaneous or near simul releases on uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, but I don't think they'll do that for Parasite. Parasite is way too uh, universally. It's it's way too much of a crowd pleaser. Yeah, Neon. So Neon got both of those. Um, what else? Netflix acquired Atlantique. I mentioned that before, uh, but they uh, that that one's pretty cool because uh, the director Ma- Madi Diop uh, is the she's making her di- uh, feature directorial debut. She is the first woman, uh, woman of African descent, with a film in competition at Cannes, like ever. Which again goes to show how far Cannes still has to go to uh, diversify itself. But then, to it for it to also win the Grand Prix, I think that's very, very cool. Um, it's kind of, it's like, yeah, you see that, Cannes. We, we uh, women women can do things too. You should uh, have more of them in your in your competition. Uh, this year there were four, which is the most ever, four out of 25. And that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's very depressing. <laughs> that,
1: yeah. That, might, that hurts my soul.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, and then uh, otherwise, there are a couple major films, uh, for me at least, that still remained uh, unsigned. Uh, of course, Little Joe remains unsigned. Uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> never forget. <laughs> never forget. Um uh, but then two films that are actually pretty good. Uh, Sorry, we missed you. The new Ken Loke film uh, is unsigned, and then Baccarat, which uh, neither of us got to see. But that was like one of the that was one of the films that um, ever. And at least the people in our group that all did get to see it were like, "Oh my god, this film is incredible," um, and and it had a lot of hype behind it. So I'm kind of surprised that that has not been. Uh,
2: picked up by a distributor yet but um it's pretty uh it's pretty anti-american from what i hear so i don't know if that has anything to do with it but uh oh yeah yeah. i said yeah i
0: i try that would thanks max uh that would make sense if it if it's not uh not nationalistic yeah so uh ben you have go ahead i was
1: gonna say overall it sounds like a really um like a very quality year uh at can um like pretty pretty high quality across the bar not not like not not like like high hot like high highs and low lows like there's like like of course there was that one film that you guys mentioned like wounds or something but like no wo- from, no <laughs> well wound, yeah uh, no I... yeah that's terrible but like aside from that like it seems that most everything else was like pretty pretty high quality is that is that what i'm hearing right
2: um i would say the first the top like four or five films i saw were very good uh probably among my favorite of the year but half of it was kind of like mediocre and uh bad i mean there were two really bad movies like uh, little joe and wounds which were so bad they're good but um there was stuff like uh the sw- a movie called the swallows of a- of Kabul that wasn't very good at all it was an animated um like 80 minute film about um i forgot what it was exactly sharia law in afghanistan um that was pretty bad um there's some other stuff that wasn't good the terrence Malik i didn't care for at all um just did you see that i can't remember I no think that was, it was divisive
0: that that was the film that uh i missed you by like a minute you, right, right you got right. let okay. in a minute before i got there
2: uh, <laughs> yeah they let us in like half an hour early because it was a three-hour movie but no i yeah, yeah. i think uh, first,
0: first off I have to say Wounds is the greatest film ever made and y'all are wrong for saying that it's bad without question without, without question, question it's the greatest movie ever made it's uh since I'm
1: withholding judgment
0: we we haven't really talked about it yet we're gonna talk about it now because Ben's here and Ben and I we're the only two people right now that, that see the greatness of this film <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: so Wounds, it's just wonderful
0: yeah yeah uh, Wounds was in the director's fortnight Uh, competition and it uh it's coming to netflix at some point when it gets there just watch it just just don't question anything that you're doing in your life just watch it it stars army hammer and zazie bates and uh dakota johnson and army hammer gets fascinated by holes and (laughs) there are cockroaches cgi cockroaches which they said was there were real cockroaches, but I don't believe it. They said they had a cockroach wrangler on set, but I, I'm calling, I'm calling BS.
2: Like, there's no way one of those cockroaches was real. <laughs> there's
1: not <laughs> a chance. The there, no part of what you're saying sounds good at all. I'm sorry. I will not be watching this. No, okay, care. it's uh, it sounds it's, so it's like. Bad.
2: it's it's like legitimately so bad it's good though it's yeah it's like tommy wiseau directed the ring um and yeah that's all i have to say (laughs) well it's i you you have to add it's it's as if tommy
0: wiseau directed the ring and had got like brad pitt to star in it because like yes yeah yeah. army hammer is in this movie and dakota johnson and zazie bates like these three huge stars a-list stars are in this D-ranked movie. Like, I, I don't understand how this happened. I still don't. And we saw it, like, two weeks ago at this point. But it's so... We we had... we had When we saw it, we had the director uh, open the film for us. And even he was just like, yeah, you know, we w- just wanted to make something that was really wild and crazy. And he, you know, I don't really... I don't know either. Like, just have fun. <laughs> it's like the best yeah. opening to a film. Like I want I want someone uh, in a theater somewhere to just play wounds on repeat and have that uh 30 second clip of the director opening his film start the film every time. Just just do that for a day and I will love you forever.
2: And also might be worth mentioning that um this director this is only his second movie. He made a somewhat better movie called Under the Shadow that was released um I think in twenty sixteen at Sundance and actually got fairly decent reviews. It was more of a serious indie horror movie, but I watched it on the plane back and it was it was not good either. So I think uh <laughs> it was very foretelling of his uh of his direction.
0: The the director we are referring to is uh Babak and And Anvari, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um go and if if you need any more if you need to be sold at all any more about how the greatness that is wounds, just go to its IMDB page and look at the poster, which is Army Hammer screaming with a cell phone up to his ear and it's just there. <laughs> it haunts your soul. <laughs> but in a good way. In a way that makes you want to go see it. I trust me, you wanna see this film uh but it was,
2: we, it was not the worst movie i saw there yeah
0: yeah it was not it was not um there were there were other films that were like actually bad that were sitting there as we're watching it and like wondering why what what events ha- transpired in our lives to get us to the point that we were in uh i think of uh that what the particles that particles movie was uh was pretty bad <laughs> but uh yeah it wasn't
2: good yeah uh
0: anyway So yeah, that's our that's our can little roundup. Uh, Ben, did you have any other any other final thoughts to add to our discussion about can? Uh,
2: The only other thing I think I would say is uh, the Ken Loach film that you briefly mentioned is uh, very good as well. That was in my top four um, alongside Lighthouse, Parasite and Portrait of a Lady on Fire. So definitely keep an eye out for that if it ever gets a distribution release in the US because it's uh, it's heartbreaking.
0: The, yeah, that one for sure uh I really don't understand why that one went through Cannes without being signed because I mean it's got a big director and the yeah, that film is very heartbreaking um Ben and I have basically the exact same top 4 uh we just have our 1 through 4 are uh interchanged um for me portrait was my number 1 and then um uh parasite and um uh, uh parasite then the lighthouse then sorry we missed you um, But that film was very, very, very heartbreaking to watch Um, and definitely make it make it make it a point to go see it when it comes out. Um, Anyway, we are going to move on uh, to quick reviews and we're going to let we're going to bring Peter back into the game here. Um, Peter's got a Yeah. Hey, hey, Peter. Hi. Well, welcome back to the show. Uh, Thanks. (laughs) so good so good you can make it uh we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh a couple shows here peter uh peter's gonna talk about when they see us the uh new uh ava duvernay film uh series on netflix as well as chernobyl uh which has been garnering widespread critical acclaim on hbo so uh take it away peter
1: Yeah, okay. Uh, So keep these quick. Um, When They See Us is uh, Aver DuVernay's uh, four-part mini-series that's on Netflix. It's about uh, the Central Park Five, Um, uh, the case uh, from uh, 1989-1990 in New York where uh, 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 five young uh, young boys, um, uh, Black and Hispanic, were um, wrongfully convicted of a Uh, of a rape and put in prison and the justice system basically just failed uh, failed him and so it uh, it spends most of the time focusing on on them as youth um like going through the trial and then it's uh uh and and then it jumps to their adult selves kind of getting out and and uh, like trying to reacclimate um and it's it's really really good it's um you can it's there are, there are moments that are hard to watch uh, but it but it's 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 really good i really encourage people to watch it it's it's an important story um, the other series is uh, Chernobyl, uh, which is on HBO, and um, that one is, whew, the, this, one's, this is just a masterclass in how to make cinema, film, television, like, it, this is just beautiful, it is haunting, it is incredible, it is about the, the, the Chernobyl uh, nuclear uh, uh, power plant meltdown, um, it's, a, it's a five-part miniseries, it's haunting, it's beautiful. It's slow. It's uh, methodic, and it's hard to put this into words. Like everything about it is just incredible. See it, you won't be disappointed.
2: Has that uh, finished yet?
1: Uh, I think the last episode airs today. Actually,
0: yeah. I, um, I'm very much looking forward to both of those. Um, especially because, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm an impatient, I'm an impatient sort. It's hard for me to sit down and really get into a, you know, eight season long tv show at this point uh it's it's so hard for me to find the time uh to do to to commit to something like that so the fact that these are are both mini series um and yeah yeah. i
1: watched i watched i watched three episodes of when they see us on friday i i meant to go back to the fourth yesterday but just didn't quite get to it so I'll, i'll i'll finish it probably tomorrow maybe but and then chernobyl also finishes i think today so they're easy to get through they're just really really good
0: yeah i'm looking forward to watching both of them um Ben, you had the chance, and I'm very, very envious about this, you had the chance to see the souvenir, uh, which I did. Yes, that made waves at was it Sundance
2: that I believe it, it won the top prize at Sundance. Yes,
0: yeah. Yeah, it won the top prize at Sundance. Um it's the uh the acting debut of Tilda Swinton's daughter, whose name is Honor Swinton Byrne. Yes. That yeah,
1: Yeah, honest with She's only
2: like uh, she's only like 21 or 22, but she she plays a 25 year old in the film. So I was very shocked when I looked up her age later.
0: Yeah, well, when you're when you're phenomenal. Yeah, I would expect her to be when you're uh when you're Tilda
2: Swinton's daughter. But uh, yeah, what did you
0: think of the souvenir?
2: Uh, so the souvenir is Joanna Hogg's movie. I've never actually seen a movie by her before, but uh, it's distributed by A24. It's uh, kind of semi-autobiographical about her early life as a student filmmaker in Britain. And it kind of follows like a toxic romance story between her and her boyfriend at the time, I guess, who was a heroin addict. Um, So it's kind of like a very stereotypical romance story, but it's kind of told with this very kind of uh, opaque elliptical style. It's very nostalgic and dreamlike. It's almost like peering into someone's memories. Uh, It's that level of kind of Uh, personality it's also very formal and kind of funny in a way it has a very like dry british wit to it that i found hilarious but uh the other three people in the theater did not apparently but uh yeah uh honor swinton byrne was in it she's only like 21 or 22 like i said but she plays like a 25 year old and tilda swinton is also in it has a brief uh appearance as the main character's mother so uh yeah it was good Recommend.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm very much looking forward to watching that film. Uh, love I wish that
1: dry British wit. Love yeah. that dry British wit. <laughs> <laughs> it's very
2: like.
0: Uh. Uh, I. I would. I would have loved to have the chance to see it in my city, but my indie theater is too busy playing Godzilla Ma rocket man and then and book but
2: those sound very indie <laughs> yeah
0: right right yeah the first thing you think of indie i think of uh godzilla king of the monsters that's very indie uh that brings it to me i'm just gonna very quickly mention i i've been busy at the movies here in the last uh since i got back from Cannes. i've seen godzilla aladdin and rocket man and of those three films, the only one worth watching at all in any capacity is Rocket Man. Uh, do yourself a favor, go see that. Especially if, if you have any uh, inclination of liking Elton John. It uh, it bugs me how much better Rocket Man is than uh, Bohemian Rhapsody because it's almost unfair to Rocket Man to compare those two uh, those two films. Even though Bohemian Rhapsody, That's hilarious. yeah, it, it really it really does bug me that. Uh, um that Rocketman is so much better than bohemian rhapsody because uh Rocketman is not going to make anywhere near as much money as bohemian rhapsody did um despite the fact that i would think elton john is very close to the same level of, of talent as as queen or at least it and star recognition i mean not, they're obviously not on the exact same level but they're close uh but they're not the the numbers are not going to be anywhere near the same um but yeah, Godzilla was terrible, uh, which is a was, shame. Was the,
1: VF, was the VFX in Godzilla at least worth seeing?
0: Nope, nope. That was the most frustrating part. Uh, it, I already wrote. Fair enough. Yeah, I already wrote up my little blurb about Godzilla in my on my blog, um, and I said uh, that it it was like Pacific Rim two, where they forgot about the kaiju, and and in Godzilla they forgot about Godzilla for like I don't know an hour and a half of the film there's no Godzilla in it it's just the people which granted it's an A-list level cast but the dialogue is so bad the the like I would I would mention it before that the, the hand-fisting of everything happening was was so like we get it people you don't need to show us tell us and then show us again like we get it i've like they were treating the audience like we had an IQ of of 60 i mean it was it was so so hand-fisted. Uh and then when you do get to the battle, what everyone's paying to see, it's it's like everything that's so frustrating it's in the dark and it's raining. Like and everything's in close up. Why,
1: why? Sis so Game
2: of Thrones all over again? Yeah. It's Game of uh, Yeah.
1: <laughs> Wait, why would you why would ugh. Yeah, why would, right? you, why would you film a giant monster fight in close up? Okay, sorry. That's... No. <laughs> it's it doesn't but, make any sense like okay, why I'm, I'm done i'm done with your review you, you lost me there i'm done with that i don't care anymore yeah <laughs> it's
0: just, no yeah. i i felt so uns- like i finally i had uh, for for like a brief like 30 seconds i felt i felt uh, fulfilled like oh I'm finally getting the, the the godzilla versus the king what's his name uh like the the the, the three-handed yeah the king Ghidorah. like we're finally getting it but yeah then it's like like the only wide shot of the entire fight is the is the wide shot in the trailer. I mean, it's it's and then and it's in the dark and it's raining. Why? Why are? Ugh, yeah, and then Aladdin was just whatever. I, I didn't even care. Um, so yeah, uh, Will Smith is not. He's no Robin Williams. You can't replace Robin Williams, and it just breaks the whole film down. Uh, it makes me sad that Guy Ritchie directed that because I love Guy Ritchie and. At only one point in that film did I feel like I was watching a Guy Ritchie film. Otherwise, it felt like I was watching a soulless husk uh, existing solely to make Disney or the, the supreme mouse overlord as much money as humanly possible. Uh, anyway, <laughs> moving on to far more, far more important things. Uh, Hollywood news time. Uh, while we were in Cannes, uh, the, the upcoming Christopher Nolan film started getting some serious news. It got a title. It is called Tenet, and uh, there was some casting news. Uh, cinematographer Hoyt van Hoytema, which uh, is a longtime. Colla- uh, time is, is it Hoyte? I thought it was Hoyt van Hoytema. Y-
1: no, it's Hoyt van Hoytema.
0: OK, Hoyt van Hoytema. Uh, he's a longtime collaborator of Christopher Nolan's, right? um his,
1: only only Nolan's last two films i think which are his um, most
0: beautiful so
1: yeah i, I know he did dunkirk <laughs> i don't i'm not i'm unsure if he did the one prior to that before that, that was interstellar Nolan had right? the same guy yeah. so yeah it, i don't know if he did interstellar i know he did dunkirk um and then uh yeah um yeah he, he's great i love whedon
0: can confirm he did um uh, he, he did Dunkirk and Interstellar. Um, okay. Uh, and yeah, then he. he also, g- go ahead. He,
1: no, I was gonna say he, he's also known for doing uh, uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy and Let the Right One In, and he also, I believe, he did Her. Yes. um From the other year. Yeah. You'd be right. So yeah. And the so fight. Huydema Hoide is like, he's making a good name for himself. Uh, he is probably one of the best cinematographers working right now. Um, like up and comer guys or like n- newer ish kind of guys. Like, yeah. He's he's phenomenal
0: i love him yes and then also uh the i guess the big the big news in the cast that's surprising uh is uh hans zimmer will not be composing the score for the film uh as as um nolan has gone towards uh ludwig is it garanason uh Uh,
1: ludwig goranson Uh, ludwig uh, did did the score for black panther
0: yeah yeah
2: which which just won the oscar for right
0: yeah fresh Uh, off his oscar yep because he he beat yeah. out um uh, he's a
1: he's a frequent collaborator of um uh, crap uh, that guy um Ryan Coogler there we go uh
0: yeah he beat out uh Nicholas Patel uh for for best score which very makes sad. me yeah yeah very sad but uh, I mean it was a great score the Black Panther score is by far the best score in any Marvel movie by by worlds and bounds um, so I, I can't be too mad about that but then also uh, in the cast you've got. Uh, a, of course, it's it's uh, um, it's Christopher Nolan. So you have upper echelon A-list stars, uh, including Elizabeth Debicki, Robert Pattinson, Michael Caine, uh, John David Washington, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Kenneth Branagh. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's pretty it's pretty star-studded. Um, so looking forward to it. I does it even have a release date yet? I don't think it does. Does it? Or, nope. or
2: probably twenty twenty. Yeah, Sometime. I'm probably in I, the summer.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I think he usually sticks out a July release date, so it actually might have re- have one. I just can't quite remember it.
0: IMDb says July seventeenth, twenty twenty, but uh, I
1: th- ooh, so good.
0: Yeah, um, I think that's probably still tentative, but um, yeah. So that that was the big film to get uh, a bunch of info in the past week. Uh, also, uh, studios finally started speaking out against the uh, Georgia heartbeat bill that. Uh, is is it's still making its way through the Senate, right? Or has it been signed by the governor? Or where where is the heartbeat bill currently? Peter, do you know off the top of your head?
1: Uh, I do. I, I don't know where it's at right now. But um, this 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 has an interesting thing to it because, like, yes, I, I I personally think it's great that the studios are finally starting to speak out. Like Disney finally spoke up and said, "Okay, yeah, if that goes through, we'll have to reexamine." Um, which, like, of course, Disney spoke out after like four other studios mainly Netflix spoke out but still good Um, but the the interesting part is like how much will this hurt the state uh, itself versus how much will it affect all of the workers who have gone and like relocated to to Atlanta because a lot of the industry has been moving to Atlanta over recent years so They've all kind of uprooted their lives and gone there. And all of a sudden, if the industry leaves there, I I hope that the bill just doesn't get through at all. And the studios can stay there because this it it is a weird thing for all the people who work there, uh, who work in Atlanta and like are doing all that. So it's
0: yeah. At this at this point, uh, it started with uh, Netflix, as (laughs) as it seems like most trends are nowadays. Uh, Netflix spoke out against the bill. And then finally, Disney. Uh, said something and then once Disney said something everybody else said something within like 24 hours um, So it, it was funny how it, it took it took Netflix and then Disney or, You know what, what the entertain the Hollywood entertainment industry will soon be just those two companies uh, And then everybody else followed suit Also a quick update on the Writers Guild and Talent Agency drama uh, if you've been following this podcast, you've been following the Writers Guild and Talent Agency, uh, their their uh, conversations, we'll say. Um, the, uh, but yeah, they finally have decided that they're going to resume talks on uh, June 7th. Um, we'll see if those talks go anywhere. Uh, from what I understand, neither side has really announced that they are willing to make any concessions other than the talent agencies. Uh, saying that they're willing to share some of the profits from the uh, the packaging deals that the that the Writers Guild are against, um, so they like which the Writers Guild has said we don't want these packaging deals in at all. So we will see. Uh, we'll see what what happens once the uh, once the talks start uh, again on June seventh. But uh, yeah, keep an eye out for that. That's coming up this week. Um, also, everyone. Uh, let's have a moment of silence, really quick. Uh, never forget, Sonic the Hedgehog was pushed back from November 2019 to February
2: 2020. So sad.
0: It was. It was a. It was a sad. It was a sad day. It was a tra- traumatic day. Uh, I will. I will never forget where I was when I heard that news. <laughs>
2: I just think it's funny that like Twitter caused this to happen, <laughs> yeah, it is wild,
0: uh, and I actually do remember where I was we were we, I, well, I don't remember what film we were queuing for, but we were we were at Cannes, and we were queuing for like one of the big films Parrot, like the para, like, Parasite or Portrait or something, like one of the films that ended up being our one, I think one it was lighthouse maybe it was lighthouse, yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. just like, guys, guys, everyone, <laughs> never forget Sonic the Hedgehog is pushed back. <laughs> Let's all be devastated for a moment because uh, we're all so excited for that film. And I'm counting, I don't know about you, but I'm counting down the minutes and I have to redo my calculations to update my, my countdown to Sonic wall. <laughs> He's just going to the dentist to fix his teeth. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> uh, okay, also um, are there, there was another film that's got some news upcoming uh, Ford versus Ferrari released its first production stills. Uh, it is—is uh, is it the first film from the uh, the director? Is James Mangold uh, who directed Logan? Is it his first film since Logan? Peter, do you know off the top of your head?
1: I believe it is. Um, I know he'd signed on um, to direct a, like a couple of other projects. Um, like one, there was supposed to be like some fantasy or science fiction thing that's focusing on on a little girl, but it was like not crazy intense this was like basically like a child story and like okay cool james Mangold, you go do what you want but this is this is something i believe this is his first thing since logan yeah
0: yeah it, and i i'm looking at his imdb page can't confirm first thing since logan uh stars christian bale and matt damon uh i'm sure you guys have never heard of either of those actors thanks max no max, idea. max has never heard of them either uh <laughs> no idea um Yeah, they they dropped a poster for it, some production stills, and the first trailer is coming, like, right now. It might actually already be out, or it's coming later this evening. Uh, So we will be talking about it next week. Um, But very much looking forward to this film, uh, especially because, yeah, Logan is, like, very close to the best, uh, if not the best, uh, superhero film of recent memory because of the fact that it didn't really feel like an actual superhero film um, but, um, we'll see, we'll see what, uh, how that one turns out. Um, let's see, uh, box office roundup. Yes. Uh, this weekend, uh, Godzilla opened to 49 million domestically, uh, which is, uh, very, uh, mediocre compared to the other, like the previous two installments in the in this monster verse franchise uh like i think kong skull island opened to like 79 million and um uh, the first godzilla 2014 godzilla opened to like 92 million or something like that um so this this franchise continues to go down for warner brothers not up um, it does not surprise me because these films none of, none of them have been all that good the first godzilla had had some great moments in it but I think it was buoyed by the fact that it was the first big-budget Godzilla movie that we had seen in forever. Um, But then, yeah, so Godzilla opened at 49 mil. uh, Aladdin was in second. Rocketman was in third. And last but certainly not least, glaring from uh, a dark basement somewhere, which is the hottest drinking spot in town, Ma opened in fourth. Uh, (laughs) It's 5 o'clock somewhere, guys. (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm, I'm looking forward i'm I'm seeing this movie i'm seeing ma uh sometime here in the next few days and i cannot wait uh because i you know i i have i have bottom of the barrel expectations for this film but by god has its marketing campaign not been great it's it's been so good uh octavia spencer bless her heart and this is such a different role for octavia spencer so i can't wait um So wrapping up, the last thing we're going to talk about, we've got um, our friends at Sony after, what, 15 years of uh, the Sony PlayStation being a powerhouse in the video game industry. uh, Sony has finally announced that they are setting up a new film and TV division uh, called PlayStation Productions uh, for all of its video game content, which I find interesting uh, because – for one, many—I mean, I, you think about how many video game adaptations have actually been good, like in the last twenty years. I mean, I'm actually—I'm
1: that t- Super Mario Brother movie. <laughs> mm. That's the that that's a single, single good one. <laughs> that 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 Super Mario Brother movie, that work of art.
0: It's right right there with wounds, <laughs> wounds of Little Joe. Never forget. Um. <laughs> But no, I, I'm honestly, I'm struggling to think of, I, I feel like. Well, Detective
2: Pikachu just came out, right? Isn't that considered a video game movie?
0: Well, I, no, Pokemon was yeah, initially th- a card game, wasn't it? Before it became a video. No, before? no, 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 no. Uh, no,
2: I don't think
1: so. No, no, like it around. was a video game. It was a video game that, that had a TV tie-in that then got a card game. So it was, it was video game first, then then the anime series, then the card game. And then Detective Pikachu was a separate video game um that was popular within the past few years and so that specific game detective pikachu was adapted so i mean you could argue that detective pikachu is the best video game movie that's been made so far kind of i guess maybe i don't know uh yeah otherwise yeah. i i'm sure the
0: the I'm, I'm sure the resident evil disciples are screaming at us right now uh because the the fans of the resident evil fan- franchise are rabidly loyal um I always so. forget those exist. Yeah, right? And then the rest of us are like, oh, yeah, that's right. Those films are a thing. <laughs> We're not quelling the yelling. I could I hear it right now from outside I mean, my window. I see I see the picket lines. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, the thing that excites me about this, though, is at least that um, like video games have been getting more and more complex in their storytelling over the past like, 10, 15, 20 years, sort of. Um, particularly Sony. Like, Sony always releases fewer games than, like, Nintendo or, or Xbox or anything. They always release fewer games. But, like, man, if Sony isn't putting out, like, some incredible stories in those games... So, like, they have good things to work with. So I'm optimistic that if they're putting the money into making a division focused on adapting these video games, that they won't just kind of throw, like, another Assassin's Creed out there for a cash grab. Like, they'll actually they'll actually take time and hopefully we'll get a couple of good things out of this
0: yeah that's what uh i you just i'm sorry you threw me off you've you've brought back traumatic experiences of having to watch assassin's creed <laughs> I, I can't you threw me off i can't i can't think M- anymore <laughs> how could you how could you remind my us bad, of that film my bad, my now bad. now i'm thinking about tomb raider too oh okay yeah well uh you know i i i asked this haphazardly but uh uh y'all have any uh video game at ad- a uh video games you want to see adapted? Uh anything that you're e- uh
2: especially excited about? Yeah, so uh, the only one I can think of would be like BioShock, but I feel like uh Bong Joon-ho's Snor- Snowpiercer kind of filled that niche for me, so I don't really need to see it. That's that's i a- could
1: actually see Bong Jun ho directing BioShock, yeah. like Bong Joon-ho or or Gamble yeah. Doro, like one of the two of them directing BioShock, I think would actually work.
2: Yeah, but I feel like Snowpiercer completely like maxed out everything you could do with that because it's basically that game in a yeah. movie with Bong Jun Ho elements. <laughs> All
0: right, except it's on a train. No, that's like, that's yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, that's like yeah, yeah. It's about the only difference. Um, but uh, that's fair. Yeah. Uh,
1: what about you, the Peter? One I got uh, the yeah the one I'm excited for the one the one I'm potentially excited for is um, is. Uh, is God God of War? Um, like the God of War franchise has been kind of going on for a while, but like specifically the most recent game uh, was like was that game was super super well received uh, and like got a lot of acclaim and they had a lot of talent working on it and like uh, the story and I've heard is just actually incredible. Um, so I want that. And then I was talking with my brother about it, and so I can't take credit for this idea; it's all his idea. Uh, he we want to see that movie made and. Uh, thanks to him i want to see dave batista play kratos cuz that would be amazing
0: i could see that yeah yeah that would uh uh that that was going to be mine so i'm mad that you stole that uh, god of war uh i could definitely see dave batista playing playing kratos but uh other than that i'll say uh, i'll say ratchet and clank uh let's get let's get a really uh you know let's get a lot of attitude in that versus that really weird uh, kids movie <laughs> that we got, which I still can't believe <laughs> I still can't believe someone okayed that and thought it was a good idea uh, but hey, you know what I'm not I'm not sitting in that room. Uh, I would I, if I was I'd be yelling at them saying that this is destined to fail but uh, yeah, let's just <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so that uh, wraps up this week's episode of real talk uh, Peter Ben. Thank you all for joining. Uh, special thanks to Ben for uh, taking thanks the time. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, uh, totally. Had had lots of fun. Uh, we, we shared many experiences, many, many a time. Um, and uh, we will be back here next week. Uh, anybody know what the big film coming out this weekend is? I don't even know. Um, I, I never know when we get to this point. Um, Hi. Uh, is it Dark Phoenix? Yeah, it's Dark Phoenix. Oh, joy. We get to talk about Dark Phoenix. Hear my, hear my excitement. <laughs> we'll be back next week. We'll be talking about Dark Phoenix. Uh, I will, uh, I didn't get to do it to this point, so I'm going to briefly complain about the fact that uh, Booksmart made no money. Uh, I will continue to complain about the fact that Booksmart made no money next week. Uh, totally off the cuff there, but uh, yeah, it made no money, and y'all are wrong. Uh, both Ben and myself got to see it in France because it was on French Netflix, Uh and uh, I got to see it like two months ago. It's wonderful. You should watch it uh, over basically anything other than Rocket Rocket Man in theaters right now. Uh, anything, literally anything other than Rocket Man. Uh, anyway, yes. Tangent aside. Thank you for listening. Appreciate all of y'all. We'll see you next week. Peace out.